Welcome to our special ASMR edition of... No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do the, the whispery... Welcome to Bye Bye Belta. Ooh, maybe you should do that. You have this a very nice... Anna Valenzuela, and I'm here to not yell about The Expanse, episode three. This is a softer episode, and we're going to come at it a little softer. Lots of hot action, but we saw a little healing. We saw some healing happen in this episode, and so... This is, I'm Madelano Martin, by the way. And I'm Anna Valenzuela. Our, oh, okay. Yes. Also, we were talking about how we've been screaming on the podcast. <laughs> I get so hyped for the expanse. I just drooled, by the way. Uh, <laughs> that's what I happens. Guess- if you can't scream, if you're going to whisper, the drool will come out. That's, you yep. know, that's how we know the passion is still inside of you. It's completely, completely inside of me. I am, I am uh, pregnant with, with passion for this episode. We had so many highs and so many lows and I do feel like, I feel like we had, again, more genuine softer moments. And then some, we had, I believe some moments that reminded me of season one in a yes. real way, like yeah. season one, season two, like real, like yeah. beginning of the story. Like I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, we're bringing yeah. it back home guys. Okay. Well, I, I think that was a big theme of this episode. This was the member berries episode of the expanse. <laughs> <The member berries. laughs> It's just like, uh, you know, I haven't, you thought about, I, haven't, I haven't thought about the Canterbury in a long time. Yeah, me either. Oh, by the way, here's Plant Guy. Hey, who's that in the corner? Is that the protocol, protomolecule monster just making a cameo? He just comes dancing through like the background of a scene. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Ann was there. Hey, girl. Pastor hey. Ann. <laughs> so much like. Oh, she's an Anna. Anna. She's a two-end <clears throat> Anna like myself. Oh, okay. I know. Pastor, Pastor Anna. Anna. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, we got uh, a lot of a lot of throwback mm-hmm. vibes. We got a lot of spicy action. Oh yeah, we got some hot action. But like I said, we flirting. also got some flirting. <laughs> Got a little mm-hmm. flirting going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is Are we headed towards a throuple between uh, Amos Peaches and Bobby? Is that where we're going? Do you think? I don't think Bobby can let that stand, man. I don't think. I think Bobby will space Peaches in the, the event. <laughs> <laughs> or Peaches and Peaches and Bobby just like ride off into the sunset and leave Ooh. Amos just holding his tool bag by himself, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's like, no. Um, <laughs> I don't even think yes. he would be that sad. Amos is not a sad <laughs> character. Amos is uh like, He would just be like, well, off to the whorehouse. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, let's get in. Let's get into it. Let's let's right. t- let's let's talk. I broke it up again by areas mm-hmm. and also just by like, you know, uh flow, the flow of it all, you know. Yes. Uh so we're back, of course, starting out hot on now they it's it's not it's Laconia. Yeah. Laconia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is what they said. We finally have a pronunciation for this planet. Yes. Thank God. Uh, and we have a little grammar school class, just a mm-hmm. little like, why are y'all here? And there's just a little background again, laying a little pipe for what this world is going to be. Uh, wait, 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 hold on. Back up. Laying a little pipe. For what laying is- a little pipe. Actually, in one of my, in one of my uh, uh, writing uh, community <laughs> college writing school like like film television radio Mm -hmm. like moments that Mm -hmm. i take i've been going back to college they actually refer to in one of the books as uh, a a paradox of writing is you can get too invested into the process of laying pipe and so (laughs) laying pipe is actually used as like a term for television writing i'm not kidding i'm not kidding 
it's, it's in Save the Cat. Thank you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, we we all know the community college is the horniest place on earth. So I mean, Truly. it makes sense that you know, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, laying a little pipe. So we've got a little pipe laid. Uh, yeah. We also okay. have a, just a series of random interesting events here. I've got class. We get the pronunciation and some context for the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the clearing. And and then I just trail off. But you know what I mean? To the dog snake and the yes. birds. Uh, think the dog. Th- she thinks the dog thing brought the drone back and then the birds are magically alive now and now her little brother is dead that is literally the series of events there's like no it's just like and then this happens and then this happens and then this happens and you're like i I gotta hold on to all this information somehow i appreciate (laughs) i appreciate that they didn't spray spread it out right like it was all just that was one clump of story yeah that we didn't come back to her randomly finding her dead brother yeah so she thinks the snake dog did it uh, which maybe it did. Maybe the snake dog is an evolution of the proto molecule. We don't know. We get to see a good shot of that spaceship that has weird uh, like designs that we've not seen before, sending down something into the mm-hmm. planet of Laconia. Uh, Laconia rhymes with Stankonia. So hopefully there will be a little bit more of an outcast crossover. I think Andre 3000 would love to be in the expanse. I think he, big boy, maybe not so much. I don't know. Maybe, but like, you know, you know, Andre. Bombs was... over Sirius. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, uh, so we get to see that ship again, which has like a very kind of bizarre, like arcing, weird. Maybe I'm just playing too much into the architecture of that ship, but I think there's something going on there. It's sending something down to the planet. But yeah, so we don't know if it is the snake dog thing. But this is a theory that Denise had. You always want to know Denise's thoughts on the show. I do. Um, she was thinking, is the snake dog? is it an, an evolved creature from the protomolecule? Is that how it's able to give life? If mm. it is the one. And also, even more impressive, not only can it bring creatures back to life, it also is good at small electronics repair, which, I mean, if you've seen that thing, it, it doesn't look like it has thumbs, but, I mean, it's pretty... Maybe it's pretty the, the little, like... uh uh cilia on the top of its head mm-hmm. maybe those are all of its thumbs and it's okay, just yeah. like it's just yeah. getting in there and really yeah. like fixing stuff yeah maybe the protomolecule my thought was is maybe there's just such trace amounts of protomolecule everywhere that it just sees something it goes fix yeah alive yeah. Oh, and that's i think that's probably a better thing is the the planet itself is imbued with the protomolecule right and so now they're going to pet cemetery her brother and it's going to go real bad oh my god it's going to go so bad it's going to go weird it's going to go real weird i I can't i can't wait i'm glad we all had the same thought we were like that little that little boy is going to come back to life but he's going to come back to life like haunted it's good or he's going to come back to life uh as miller he's going to have miller's uh soul inside of him and he's gonna wear like a little fedora, a tiny little, oh, little tiny fedora. 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 <laughs> like make out of leaves, you know, because yeah. they don't have just like fedora making materials down there. Uh, whoa. Okay. Question. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you think the dog creatures killed the boy? Because I feel like the dog creatures probably killed the boy. I don't know who. I mean, well, I don't know yeah, how he died, but yeah, he ran off to play with his friend. So maybe mm-hmm. his friend is a murderer. Maybe this is the spinoff because that's the news we haven't even touched on is it was leaked today to the Internet. And I sent it to you at like 2 a.m. your time. Big day. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there is going to be a spinoff series for The Expanse and a movie. Uh, and she I don't called know if you, it. 
you did she call it, it just saying it. i had oh. no i had no confirmation of this i just literally rubbed my magic balls and then that's what came out you're laying the pipe you're rubbing the balls you yes. did all the things that you need to do I, uh, yes. so that's big news that's amazing so yeah so maybe the, the spinoff series is like the mystery of this serial killer child that's on this on laconia i don't know We'll see. I, 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 this is probably not what happened. I'm not thinking just, his friend. His friend probably didn't throw him off a cliff. I don't know. Just turns into Ender's Game, you know, yeah. just beat another kid to death for no apparent reason. <laughs> We're like, wait a minute, what's happening? Um, uh, but I will say it is interesting to go back to the big news, though, and uh, the the details of it. The, the, this is like a, just a creative workaround to the contract that they signed with Sci-Fi is amazing. Of just like, oh, when we bought the show, it was to do as many se- seasons as you did on Sci-Fi. So therefore, it's a spinoff. And I'm making air quotes for people listening on the podcast. It's yeah. a spinoff. Uh, so then it's going to be a, the Expanse uh, Taylor's version. I don't know what they're going to call it. The uh, let's call it let's call it uh, Leviathan gets paid. Uh, oh, nice! Because that's yeah. probably because honestly, they probably if I were in their position, I would want to renegotiate my contract at this point. Right. I would want to be like, you know, hey, uh, I would really like to make that money uh, yeah. since we are a giant production for you guys and we're yeah. crushing it. So yeah. I, I'm super stoked. I, I had a feeling it wasn't over. I had a feeling it wasn't over. I'm I, I'm so excited. I had the hope and you had the feeling and there we are. It's uh, you called it. Uh, there is a, this does greatly increase the chances that the Jeff Bezos has a walk on role, if not bigger than that, because we know he's obsessed with space now. He owns <laughs> he owns the fucking chocolate factory where they're making the show. Which like is he's good. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be on. It. He's Mao. He's Mao. That's the crazy <laughs> he part. Is, he is. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, and so it's it is a real art imitates life imitates. Yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. cool. I'm, Maybe, I'm I'm into it. <laughs> Maybe that's what what we'll see in like either the spinoff or in the movie is that uh, we find out that Julie Mao's mom uh, actually did a lot of good charitable work with <laughs> with half of her dad's money. <laughs> you know. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You I and let's let's get it let's get into the episode. Let's <laughs> just right. let's just get into it. I put drummer up top because it literally does not intersect with any other part of the no, <laughs> the no. story and it's a very brief moment. Like it's just like and here's drummer. <laughs> Which honestly is all I need for an episode to be great. As you put drummer in it, I'm fucking happy. Uh, like, remember when she was pinned between two pieces of heavy machinery for like six episodes? <laughs> like, oh, well, all right. Uh, this is cool. I mean, I don't care. She's yeah. still she's still badass. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, uh, we see Kamina uh, just again, just yet again, like just fully getting her stride back now. Oh, so good. We got, we got other Belter ships pledging allegiance to her. Come on. Are you kidding me? It's 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 hot. I'm I'm loving it. I'm very excited. Yeah, I mean, and that's basically it. There's a little uh, moral debate on the ship, which is exactly mm-hmm. what they wanted. Uh, last uh, episode was uh, uh, Chrissy was like, "Please, uh, evil reporter lady, do some puff pieces to mm-hmm. make this effort to humanize us." And so you get a glimpse of like that is working. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the uh, uh, Kamina's crew is even divided on how badly they should feel for the plight of Earth and right. Mars, and so uh, and then you get some fun banter with uh, the most the most sexual man in the galaxy. I know. 
and and just a little supply chain talk you know and then and then like one just like one ship just being like hey we ready to we ready to fucking aros too because fucking aros well the first it's it's great yeah the first one shows up to pledge allegiance but that the the uh the or what do we call him the dosekis guy of the expanse okay (laughs) most fuckable man in the galaxy the most fuckable man in the galaxy (laughs) (laughs) uh so uh, he he continues to be just charming as hell where he's like when every time that she's like is it really there and he's like ah, more or less it's right there i kind of remembered where it was like just his answers were so yeah. dope you ever, good uh, enough for government inspection is basically yes. what he said which was fantastic just like whatever yeah good good enough for pirate work basically yeah. is what he's saying yeah yeah it was a, it was a real like fine it's yeah. fine yeah. Well, and what's great, and when we do have the debate between uh, the two members of Kamina's crew, um, the one says almost verbatim what you said in episode one of this podcast, which is that now Earth is in the same position yeah. that the belt has always been at. Like, they don't know where their food is going to come from, where their water is going to come from, their air is poisoned. Like, and he says, welcome to the belt. That's like almost, and I, I don't know if they sent you like a little royalty check for they writing. They didn't. Uh, but yeah, no, that's really, that's the, that's the, what, you know, welcome to the belt, you know, yeah. and it's, I, I really feel like this is the cup. It's, it's the comeuppance. It's kind of what we're experiencing a little bit here and there throughout this pandemic of like cap capitalism reaching its logical, its logical conclusion in some areas, <laughs> you know? And so this is like the logical conclusion of the, um, the colonization of space and and keeping keeping these um imperialist powers uh you know their thumb over the poor and it's yeah. it's uh i live you know this is and it, and it, but it sucks and no one should have to die and i think that in yeah. that very brief scene they gave a great little conflict over like are we humanitarians that's a lot this happens a lot in this episode are we humans are we human are humanists are we humanitarians or are we you know fuck everything violent revolutionaries right right how do that we want to be that uh, not even revolutionaries just uh, or just are are we are we are we violent or are we humanitarian? Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. underlying because we also see it later on with the Rossi with the decision that Col- Holden makes and all that kind of stuff. <gasps> to jumping forward, um, okay. so uh, so let's move on yeah. to the UNN and Mars. Let's do this. Like yeah, so they're showing up at uh, Sarah's station as the next piece, yes. right? Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I thought that this was such a great. This was one of the better sort of overall pieces or segments I've thought mm-hmm. of the, definitely in the last couple of seasons, this idea that they show up, they're expecting it to be a trap and it is, but it's not the kind of trap they expected. Right. Oh, I knew what was going on. I was yeah. like, I love, by the way, that she was like, they just added in the quintessential sci-fi line. It's a trap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> this looks but, like a trap. <laughs> yes. But it's but it's not the trap that they think it is, although it does right. wind up at the very end of the episode we say that it is. But uh sure. it's an it's an ideological trap. Yeah. Which uh if you are wondering at home is the exact opposite of a thirst trap, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> An ideological trap <laughs> is not sexy. It is the opposite of boners. It's actually, if you get in an ideological trap, when you see a thirst trap, your dick runs into your body. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, no! 
um well an ideological trap is a trap for your morals and a thirst trap is a trap for your lack of morals it's that's yeah. where the differentiation is there so but yes. it is i thought it was very smart of marco's like oh this is a pr nightmare for them this is how which is kind of like the only part of the game that he's really good at Right. Yeah. Because we, we also see him get outgunned by the Rossi when he has them three to one and mm-hmm. all this superior technology and all this kind of bullshit. Um, this is what he's good at. He's good at propaganda. He's good at this sort of guerrilla marketing. Um, and so I thought that that was just really, really clever and well, just like brilliant strategy and a brilliant part of the story. It was it was excellent. I was like the minute they found the hall of people, I was like, yes. oh, oh, I see what you did here. Yeah. I see what you did here. And I thought if these people don't explode now, there will be an explosion. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, once they, they get into it, like as the scene is progressing and they did a really good job of explaining it in a way that didn't like feel like, Hey, dumb, dumb audience. This is what's happening. But you immediately got like, Oh, they're strapped. Like they're strapped with this situation. They can't not help these people. Um, what I would have done is not keep them there. I would have moved them. I'd have been oh, like, everybody yeah. get on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Everybody get on the boat. Uh, Cause that would have been faster, but that's just me. Um, yeah. I also, also the serious stations in the middle of nowhere. It's like this pivotal refueling station. It's basically, Guam, it's basically Guam or whatever. Like mm. if you think about it as a military outpost and it's mm. importance, but then also how many people, how many belters would be like willingly getting on a UNN True. or Martian ship? Probably not that mm-hmm. many. They'd be like, well, well, we've got three weeks. We'll just starve yeah. to death. I feel like I feel like it's a no-win situation, which is what yeah. makes it such a brilliant trap. Yeah. Yeah. And later on in the episode, just this spoils nothing. In the middle of because it's kind of not time dependent, you know it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But um in the midst of recording what's happening, um, and and that's actually a reporter. A reporter gets uh, a, what is her name again? It's so funny. Every time we we look yeah. it up, we're like, this bitch's name is crazy. It is she, Monica, Monica. Monica Stewart. Mo- yeah, Monica Stewart. Right. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Monica Stewart. She um, she ends up uh, like doing a little. It's it's really fascinating because it's that great little scene of like occupation, right? So mm-hmm. they're like. One guy is saying in in uh, Belter Creole, you know, please take these, you know, basically saying, you'll be safe. Please take these. Yeah. And then another guy's like, weren't we supposed to be here to shoot these people? She right. catches that click. And then uh, and and I, immediately other dudes like you're being a fucking asshole, which I loved because right. it kind of paints the fact that like not everybody's a dick. Right. Right. And right. then he he walks through or she walks through. She's talking to somebody and then you got that great foreshadowing of keep an eye on her. She tends to get herself in trouble uh-huh. and then there's an explosion. Yeah. And so as she's talking to somebody who's clearly just him and his cat and some cardboard, like he's just out here and un- an unhoused person. Right? right. And so, uh, so it is really fascinating to see, like, I'd like to know more about what happened just before the explosion, mm-hmm. but it does feel like no matter what Marco has set this up. So it's like, well, there was an explosion. It looks like the earth the immediate thing I thought about was, um, the Fred Johnson, uh, massacre, like right. when he, when he takes out the mining, the mining community. Right. And I, if I were Marco, I would try to create those circumstances. And mm-hmm. not only did he create that he staged the event. Right. So, cause I was like, what would I do? I would, 
want to re-traumatize. You know what I mean? I want to send a message. I want to get these people back on my side. And that was the event that got them on the side of the belts and the right. OPA. Yeah, I think that this not as clear cut as that, though, because as we see with Philip watching some of the um, reporting, right, like yeah. he's going to there's going to be battling narratives, right? There's yes. going to be battling propaganda. So if he does try to spin it this way, I think it just makes sense that he did. Uh, he scuttled it. But I, I, I think I think. Yes, because it's also how Marcos thinks in this very limited kind of way. Uh, I think it would have been way smarter had they just fucked up all the refueling shit by stripping all the all the electronics out of it, everything. So you can't really use the serious refuel anymore. They have jammed all the doors so you can't use it for even loading on munitions or whatever. Just like they've fucked it up without and then just left it this like poured idea. concrete down the toilets like a yes, house exactly. in 2008 you know what i mean just like let snakes loose somehow yes, exactly <laughs> yeah no i just think because then you continue this idea of it's a three week long mm-hmm. you know, or much longer than that that's how much for them it's this ongoing problem for the earthers if you blow up the fucking station or even major parts of it and now they do have to evacuate people off of series yeah. Or they have to contain it. It to me, it's just like it's a much more short-sighted play than if you would just so much of the resources, so much of the uh, you know, you're making them do this thing that they don't want to do for time and resources, which is take care of these refugees of the enemy. And they it remind, turn it, they yeah. turn Cirrus into Afghanistan. Yes, exactly. And so, um, but again, you know, of course, we saw it coming, and this also moves it forward. And you're right; that's going to now give him a platform of. Uh, propaganda to go off of and you know perhaps it all depends the one thing he can't account for is monica stewart right he who doesn't may know or may not be alive. who may or may not be alive yeah. uh i feel like she's the kind of person who always has her link uploading to the cloud yes yeah like i feel like she's the kind of person who's just like constantly like doing so i think that footage is going to get off the ship yeah. um and i think it it'll all be how she oh wait a minute if she caught the last thing she caught was a UNN soldier or a Martian soldier saying right. aren't we supposed to be killing aren't we supposed to be people? killing all these people and then the whole fucking place explodes mm-hmm. Ooh, girl oh yeah. yeah let's see I, let's see what gets off that ship let's see what kind of oh yeah. that is I'm yeah. very interested to see definitely- how that plays out it's definitely like the pivotal scene that has the longest, like sort of arcing uh, sort of uh, possibilities, I think, for going forward in the next couple episodes. Like this, this, this situation of what's happening in the series has got the longest like yeah. pl- play out. Obviously, uh, Pet Cemetery, that's going to be hot. Uh, you know, little, little tiny fedora again, bringing it back. <laughs> A little Julie Mal. A little like a real cute, boy. yeah, a, a zombie, zombie boy. boy <laughs> Little cute dog version of Julie Mao, just like big eyes, look, you know. Look, I'm I'm not saying we're predicting the new line of Expanse merch exclusively available at Hot Topic, but I think we're getting very close. A little My Chemical Romance, little big eyed boy, zombie boy with a fedora, a little Miller, and then I, a little Julie Mao dog. I bet the Hot Topic on series is <laughs> popping. Like, I bet they are crushing it. Yeah, I, I bet there's hot topics on series uh, and on Medina in the same way that Starbucks are in our world. Like just there's four, just ac- four across hot topics across across the corners from each other, across the hallway from each other. You know, 
<laughs> so funny. We do talk so, about this unhoused gentleman that she's talking to, Monica yes. Stewart's talking to right before it blows up. Uh, I have to say, if you got to be unhoused, like on a space station, not bad. You don't have to worry about weather, at least. You know, no. like, Mm-mm. you know, it's like you don't have to worry about rain, cold weather. Yeah, you still have to great. worry. It's still not great, but still I'm still not saying. great. It's sort yeah. of like you still have to worry about the like cramped New York ish environment right so it'd be like living in a subway forever right yes that's a good yeah 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 who doesn't want to do that Mm, so much piss so (laughs) much piss Mm, Uh, mm, yeah so much uh just all the pizza rats just like (laughs) just like uh, anyway i've never been to new york you can tell uh all i think is there is pizza rats and uh and piss I yep. don't think I'm wrong. Is the thing. Uh, I think that you you're off to a good start. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've been to New York several times. Uh, I've stayed in New York for fairly extended amounts of time. Pretty accurate. Pretty good. I was supposed to go and then the pandemic happened and I was like, oh, no, um, you'll get there one day, kid. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it did not stop a lot of L.A. comics from going. And I was no, like, girl. Mm, mm-hmm. mm. Uh, but anyway, so. We're pretty much done with the UNN part. I did like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like the the Chrissy, like Arzavala's uh, conversations with like the UNN people. Like I, when she was saying like, you can't, uh, you can't, I don't want to make sure that there's no enhanced interrogation. Right, with the Martians. Yeah. With, with the, the Martians. MCRN, yeah. Yeah. And watching the Martians and her interact now as a team, as a unified yeah. force is really interesting. Yeah. And they were like, we don't have to do that because you forget they're calling back a great callback to like the Martians take some sort of super Adderall. Right. And then suddenly they're catching all of your micro expressions and they're trained to right. know if you're lying or not, which is fascinating. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready. I would love to see more uh, Martian interrogation. Cause it is so like it, you know what it is, is it's a callback to Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah, with the except they don't have the machine. It's just the drug. Is it only the Martians that have that? Did they not also have that on Earth, or is it just the Martians? I don't know why they don't have that on Earth, but it yeah. the Martians' military tech is highly, right. yeah, you know, classified information, and they are, right. you know, they are the Mossad state. Like they are, they are crushing it. So they're not gonna. They especially never wanted Earth to know, even right. though Earth knew. So it is one of those things. that's like. Well, it may be maybe one of those things it's like, you know, and you have some version of it, but it's just not as good. Right. Yeah, could be. But then there's also the idea, too, of because uh, I think the only time we've seen an Earth interrogation is maybe the very first episode of the entire series when Chrissy is interrogating the Belter on Earth. And she which, is torturing them. And she is torturing them. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, and again, I love the show. I don't mean to point out like certain like uh, shortcomings, that, like like how bad the protomolecule monster looked, things like that. It, it was fine. It was fine. You know, but also fine. like this is the one and only belter we've ever seen who's all tall and elongated as the one that they torture on Earth. And this is like, but isn't this the idea? Like, I mean, every Miller complains about his neck a lot, you know, but that's I kind think- of like it. Like, I like, think I've thought a lot about like... this. Yes, I've thought a lot about this. I think okay. if it had started on Amazon, mm-hmm. I think we would have gotten some CG people. I okay. think we would have gotten some like straight up, but that's a big chunk of their budget. Yeah. I think what you get is a weird compromise. You get Philip, who was obviously cast perfectly. Mm-hmm. You get, uh, there's another guy 
who ends up being in the first couple of seasons, he's the OPA like preacher, like street preacher. He's like, Mm -hmm. you know, doing his thing and he looks super belter. Yeah. And you don't really, you know, get him every once in a while, a background actor that's like super lanky. Yeah. And I think they just went, you know what? We're gonna really emphasize the growth hormones, not being like being a class issue Mm -hmm. because there's no way Because an actor, you could put an actor in the palm of your hand and pet them like a tiny chihuahua. You know, you can't like, like, I don't know why they're all so small, but they really are. I I did a little background work myself and I was the biggest bitch on the set (laughs) recently. It was very funny. Also, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I was. I was doing my role as homesteader and man, they just like rolled me in some dirt and handed me a, a, like a stick and all the other like pretty extras were like, we're a fancy town girl. And I was like, why are extras the worst? And then, and then they would be like, and then in the middle of the shot, uh, a props guy runs up and he was like, ma'am, can you hold a bucket of turnips? And so I'm holding a fake bucket of turnips and a stick covered in dirt, just like no makeup on. And uh, I just have to say it was the funniest shit in the world. Yeah. It was so funny. I was like, I think major, I think premium cable just called me ugly is what happened. Yeah. They were just like, no, no parasols for you, madam. Uh, <laughs> you, I, you're a turnip bitch. <laughs> well, at least you got a new credit as turnip bitch. A turnip bitch. I should put that on my IMDb. Uh, very funny. Uh, but I, uh, um, well, we're, I, I got to speak to everybody for everybody that's on listening to the podcast. We're all very excited to see this episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm assuming <laughs> just Larry goes to an old timey like park or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, like an old tiny town. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was it was crazy. But I I think that they were working around two real life limitations. Number one, mm-hmm. budgeting. Number right. two, um, that they have that actors are inherently tiny humans. Yeah, and so you might have had the right person cast for the role. But don't get me wrong. I would love a big, tall, lanky Naomi. I think that would just be the bee's knees. Just like this, like beautiful woman, like with her, like just her like multicultural curls, just flip flopping around all over the place. So, yeah, I mean, Naomi is kind of lanky. And obviously, uh, Stephen Strait, who plays Jim Holden, is is seriously starving himself to death, particularly in this season. He is very thin. And we definitely we notice it th- more so this episode because we get to see him in his like uh, his boxer briefs, and yes. like he has lost a ton of weight, which again I think is maybe to speak to the hardship, like everybody's rationing um, Steven, things like that. Stephen Strait, Dominic Tripper, and Cass Anvar all got skinny a couple mm-hmm. seasons ago. I noticed it. I was like. Yeah. Oh, baby it's like when you see like a comedic actress she gets like a sitcom and then the next scenes and she comes back blonder with brighter teeth and 10 pounds less yes and you're like oh baby yeah i felt i felt like yeah i i definitely felt like everybody got like teeny tiny baby as skinny i noticed yeah. that as well and you do notice it it kind of works too for the character because that just kind of it de- further demonstrates like how um how like stress they've been and how long they've been in space right, right. yeah um so, so, well Naomi's five seven uh the dominic who plays i'm googling everybody's height really? now because, she yeah. looks so short she's five, taller seven. than me she's five seven uh steven <gasps> Strait is six two no um, they both look so short i 
retract all my statements. I am so sorry. All of you look tiny on screen. I am so sorry. Yep. Uh, I'm a 5'4 take- bitch. I would be the tiny gnome turnip bitch. Uh, just like <laughs> farming turnips. Just like we just keep her in the kitchen to farm the turnips. <laughs> uh, West Chatham is 5'11. Oh, all right. So, yeah. So there we go. Do we uh, wanna, how, uh, like I how, retract. Uh, I have okay. to retract all of my statements. I've called them short multi- on multiple episodes. And uh, I guess they are. They're 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 tall by human standards. Five, seven. Uh, Damn, that's a tall I, bitch. Yeah, it's all right. It's OK. It's good. That's it. Yeah, uh, you're a very tall person. Matt. I'm a very tall person. I, that's what, why I brought this whole thing up is I want to be in the show as a belter. I've already got a bunch oh, of shit. Yeah. I've got a bunch of shitty tattoos. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> uh, you'd, be I, a I great, to, you'd be a fantastic belter. Thank you. You need, you to, be the new, you need to be the new pilot of uh, the Rossi and I need to be a belter. Yes, uh, I could be a little Martian. Like I'm a little mean Martian. <laughs> Uh, like, just brown with a weird accent just fighting yeah. things all the time <laughs> uh okay so i don't know if we could trust the internet because i was looking at marco and it says that he's five foot eight and that doesn't seem correct right also other sites say that he is six two so i take back everything i said none of this can be believed this is all the work we, of their publicist <laughs> we need to go to a con here's what we need to do we need to go to a con with the tape measurer and be like it's trust it's for can we interview you and then while you're doing that i'll just be like you wrote behind them like real quick <gasps> oh i don't know what you're looking at yeah. uh, oh. so crazy <laughs> uh i can't you know what i can do I get, I'm, I'm going to ask somebody. I'm going to ask okay. somebody who knows this cast. I'm going to ask okay. them. Right. I'm going to ask okay. somebody. Uh, All right. All right. Uh, so let's get, should we get, sorry. We got way in the weeds there, but it was fun. We, we did. <laughs> we we had a nice, well, because this, this episode is a lot of action, not a lot of like, not a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of yeah. easy to talk about. So yeah. we, you know, we get a, we get to play with it a little bit, yeah. but. Also, this have, is what we bring to the Expanse fandom. Like. Yeah. They're not going to talk about the actor's no. heights on that other one, Ty sure. and the guy. They're not going to nope. do that. No, nope. that shit's Mm-mm. a state secret over there. Yep. Not talking that that trash nope. like we are. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, so that's that is serious. Let's get to Marco. Let's get to mm-hmm. the Anaro ship. Wow. Okay. Yeah. A lot of fun things happen onto the ship. I actually, this is a rare episode this season where I was like, yeah, yeah. I got like real pumped for Philip, mm-hmm. and I literally yelled holden you fucking simp at my tv i yelled <laughs> i was furious i like got i like waved my arms and like i was like you fucking simp what are you doing <laughs> so let's get to it um so marco there's a couple things that happen um and and i guess we're gonna end up talking about the rossi in this process mm-hmm. but yeah so uh marco philip is watching the report and he's like, Oh, this is sad. What did we, are we on the, are we on the wrong side of history? Dad? He's like, can I talk to you? And his dad's like, you know, just flexing nuts in front of that icy blonde. Just like, I'm trying to look impressive. Also his hair has gotten way tighter. Like his hair, every episode goes from a fun flirty bun. Like I have here to like a full on. Now he's got like a full on samurai top knot. Uh, I was, I, I his edges are clean. Yeah. You know, I, uh, like I, he's crushing it. Yeah, <laughs> he is full on rocking the Ariana Grande tight ponytail. Like he is, it yes! is so tight. It's, it's pulled his back hair so, so tight. 
his hair is so tight. His hair is so tight. B. Davidson's going to try to fuck him. That is, <laughs> that's how tight that hair is, baby. Yeah, he yeah. is. Woo. He yeah. is. Yeah, it is tight. It looks like when he takes it down, he has to like massage his scalp. Like yeah. I've been there, been like, oh, why did I do like, that? It's it's like his at home facelift. Like he lets off his his ponytail, then all the wrinkles full into his face. You know, that's oh. how he's keeping so supple and smooth. Got that shit yeah. pulled back. Yeah, I bet he botoxes. Yeah, I bet that extra botox. And I'm I feel, at it. I, I feel I like do botox, a little forehead. I feel like Botox in space would be a terrible idea and like a zero gravity, <laughs> a zero it's gravity the, situation. It's the fillers that'll really fuck you up. <laughs> it's the, it's the, when you have, yeah, when your lips are just like high five at each other the whole time. <laughs> just like a, a lava lamp of a lip, just like. <laughs> yeah. It turns into the shape of water, but only yeah. in his face. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, there is. Yeah, so you just kind of get his strategy, which is great. You get confirmation of his strategy. We left the people in Sirius on purpose to yeah. strap the UNN. That's what literally what we're doing is we yes. we made them a human shield. Second, um, they uh, are not what I what he interestingly revealed, which is I don't know how to explain this in the Latino community. This mm-hmm. comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you speak Spanish? No. Oh, you're not real Mexican. Sorry. Uh, so he does a thing that happens in communities of color or minority communities where someone is like, you're more minority mm-hmm. than someone else. Yeah. Right. And he basically says, we're more belter mm-hmm. than series belters because they've been working to please the inners. So they don't know the real struggle. Right. It's, so it's okay it, if we kill them a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, Philip. We don't need them. They're weak. Well, it's it's the it's the field slave versus house slave mentality as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, uh, yeah, that's definitely, but also like I think he did reveal his true strategy, like you said, which is to constantly run away from responsibility. <laughs> it's like guerrilla like, warfare. You'd be great. <laughs> oh, we don't have enough food for these people. Human shields. Like that's but they do have enough food that's the thing is he's saying they have enough food but they don't have it they do have enough food he's just been storing it he's been stockpiling that toilet paper he's been pandemicking yeah this piece of shit he's a bad dude uh sucks so hard he reminds me of like have you ever uh watched videos of bolsonaro getting bitten by his emus (laughs) he has emus and they bite him all the time and it's the greatest thing and what I need is for Marco to have some emus to bite mm-hmm. him. And it turns out those emus are Philip. Yeah. There uh, you go. <laughs> he is the emu of the ship. Very, yes. He's the emo emu. <laughs> emo emu. Oh, like a drama lava. He's the emo emu. Oh my God. He, so, and, and maybe we should kind of put a pin in, in the Inara ship just for a second to hop to the Rossi because yeah, uh, what happens at the end is again, just like, quintessential for a season delicious action like what i show this yeah. I, this is the content i arrived for like this is this is the viewing for me so i was very excited um we've got on the rossi couple of very fun developments a couple of very fun developments first off peaches and holden have a heart to heart yeah she makes yeah. an amends kind of sort of makes an amends kind of yeah. sort of we also find out that uh the only 
man that she ripped to shreds with her bare hands that she regrets is the first one. The other ones doesn't come up, but the uh, but the, the first, first one, one who was a nice old man who trained her and how to do yeah. uh, ship repairs or whatever. I can see she could feel bad about that one, you know, mm-hmm. like caught her sneaking around planting bombs. Uh, yeah. But yeah. And, you know, I thought that was a nice moment and something that we needed to see. Mm-hmm. That leads into like the biggest moment, I think, for the Rossi, not counting the action sequences, which is holy shit holden and naomi are still a couple who knew uh yeah and they have a sweet moment they do have a they came back together and he figures out that she needs without and it's funny because she's like you're just trying to give me something to distract me but she really does need a task that takes her off the front line she really does because she's too she's good she's too rattled right and they do have a nice couple conversation i think uh john gottman uh the quintessential relationship therapist and and author of a million books about relationship therapy would have approved of that interaction i felt like they were good and you get skinny skinny stephen stray and his little chonies just like hi (laughs) he looks cold he looks yes (laughs) baby you look Uh, gold but yeah, I mean, it was just such a great moment and it made us remember it's maybe the beginning of the member berries section of the show because mm-hmm. there's a lot that happens right in a row. Um, but yeah, it was just like it made us remember like, oh, like the chemistry that they had as a couple, you know, and uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was it was yeah. great. Like it was a great scene been for sure. straight up stressed out yeah. trauma bonding for like two seasons now. Like yeah. they have when they're not fighting they're away from each other and trying to save the other one's life. And yeah, so yeah. this was nice. This was, yeah. this was a nice moment. This was, it was a nice very moment. lovely. It was very lovely. And then also we get to see Naomi and her function as supercomputer again, which is like, Oh, there's all this data. Can you take a look? It's like, don't you guys have computers? <laughs> you, know computers are, you know what computers are good at? Crunching data. It's actually kind of what they, the main thing that they do. But she knows but how know. to, she knows how to use a computer, you know, Interpret and she's the Jordi LaForge of the ship. Like she's got to, they got to have her like kind of figure yeah. out, she has to have a hand in figuring out Marcos's plot. Right. right. She has to interpret it. Yeah. Which she kind of does. So he wants her to look at the data around a video he receives in the first episode of the season mm-hmm. of a ship just disappearing. Like it's going through a gate. It's near the gate. It's not. Actually, it, 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 it's yeah, at the gate. It, it looks like it's going going through the gate but the energy signature is wildly crazy like there's a red glow around it and that's what's like it looks like it's just passing through one of the rings but yeah. there's enough weird about it but it doesn't show up again that's the problem is it passes through and then no one ever hears from it again right which right. jumping forward to the very very end of the seat this episode we find out marco has been stealing ships somehow by manipul- manipulating the rings yeah he figured yeah. out how to hide he's stashing he's he's doing guerrilla warfare in space yeah. And he's he flexes it early in the episode. It takes you a minute to figure out that his conversation around we're going to strike them and run before mm-hmm. they can catch us isn't about them being better space pirates. It's about them going in and out of these baby rings. Oh, you froze. Damn. Uh, 
You fro- oh, you froze. We both froze. You froze. We both, we both froze. froze. Okay. Yes, like, uh, little edit out. Um, so, <laughs> so that is, so we get these baby rings is really what he's going to do. So he's going to do a thing that happens in um, John Scalzi's uh, Old Man's War and in Orson Scott Card's uh, later books. So just after Xenocide, like end of Xenocide, is you find that there are uh, ways to kind of punch through dimension and mm-hmm. then it's it's the very like at the very essence it's like rudimentary string theory so right. it's like they're just popping through little dimensional holes and then popping back out to fuck some shit up and then popping back in so yeah. it's like it's the space version of jumping out of a tree you know or just like and then jumping into another tree it's and then like- jumping into another tree yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 jumping out of a tree and then jumping back up into the tree and everybody's like what just happened like so it is um it is it's really it's really cool uh and you see this and i i don't reference other sci-fi series in a sense of like saying like oh it's a ripoff that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is is that sci-fi is this constant evolving idea and that writers tend to kind of like uh kind of piggyback on each other's stuff right. so it's not like yeah. the, the the comedic sense um it's it's a uh, parallel thinking and probably some inspiration some homage you know yeah. And well, yeah, so, yeah. And they're all drawing from the most up-to-date science and like yep. the the theoretical science and physics and stuff like that. So they're all pulling from the same sources of hard science or theoretical science for the science fiction. So it's not like they're stealing from each other as much as they're all kind of pulling from what's the yep. latest research and ideology behind it. So definitely, yeah, no, I, I don't think anybody's saying that. I do think this idea that is interesting of these popping in and out like little like miniature wormholes in a way kind mm-hmm. of um, except controllable, it seems, mm-hmm. um, is it's it's almost like the space version of uh, your ex that still wants to hook up with you, like just popping in and out. Like I thought, what, where, where did you come from again? Oh, there you are again. What's going on? Oh. Marco is the ultimate fuckboy. He is <laughs> fuckboy energy to the nth degree. Like he yeah. is the most fuckboy fuckboy. That's even how he fights. <laughs> yeah, he fights like a fuckboy. It's crazy. Yeah. He's, yeah, he sucks. He sucks a butt in all the ways, but they do, they do get, <laughs> they do get, like, you get the plan. You get what's what's yeah. going to mm-hmm. unfold, uh, yeah. what will possibly be in the movies or right. the new series. So that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's get to, before we get to the firefight. Oh, uh, yeah. We got to get to Amos and uh, Amos Bobby. Amos and Bobby. Hello. Yeah. Hello. I ship this so hard. I, she calls him honey bun. She's like, okay, yeah. honey buns. Yeah. We're like, oh, okay. And he kind of, he kind of tests her feminine, like, hey, can you cook? And she's like, yeah. I can heat something up. And he's yeah. like, <laughs> and then, well, what did you do on Sirius? Oh, you know, I, uh, booze. Uh, what was it? It was noodles, booze, no- noodles, 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 decent booze. booze. And this is and like, brothels. I think, no, 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 no. You're skipping what? the biggest part of it. Okay. And all the brothels are union. What? This is the future we're fighting for, everybody. Yeah. Unionized, unionized brothels. That's what, what, that's why, that's why I'm a socialist, guys. Legal sex work, unionized brothels. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Amsterdam of our future. They're, <laughs> they're killing it. Yes. You, you, I forgot. I miss it. And all the brothels were unionized. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Get it, there you go. yeah. And that's another, you think that's another little jab at old Jeff Bezos. They're like, oh, yeah. Dave Bezos, let's put that uh-huh. in his little subconscious there. All yeah. Right? Have you watched the boys on? Uh... Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 
I we were watching that at Brandy, uh, my roommate Brandy Posey, very funny comedian who introduced us. She literally said, "Has Jeff Bezos seen the show? Does he know what they're saying to him in no. this show? Like, uh, there's a lot of shows on Amazon that are really sticking it to Bezos." <laughs> In like a crazy way, just like, yeah, you could be a corporate piece of shit, but they are unionized. So take that. Hey, there you go. girls. Hey, girls. But yeah, we get a lot of fun, flirty uh, section there with Bobby and uh, Amos, which is nice. And then also the thing with Amos that's so great is this goes to a note that Denise had about how she was talking about Marco. She's like, I understand that Marco is like the big bad guy this go around, mm-hmm. you know, but she's like, I just don't care. She's like, I don't care about him or Philip's toxic masculinity, which then made me realize Amos has the most non-toxic masculinity. He's the most masculine, but it in no way is it toxic. It is is, like, have you ever seen the show Forged in Fire? Is that the thing about uh, like the metal smiths? Yes. And I I interrupt you. You were going to say something. He's like, no, no, no. Derailed you. No, no, no. That's okay. I'm just going to say, I think it's just which I don't think I would have put it in that ideology of, I don't know why I keep saying the word ideology. It's because we go back to ideological traps, I think. Anyway, I would not have put it in this sort of, uh, this framing of him being non-toxic had Denise not said that about Marco and Phil, which is great. It's perfect example. Mm -hmm. Marco is the most, it's fuckboy energy. It is like he has toxic masculinity. But no, uh, please tell me about Forge and Fire, a show that I should have watched since actually someone I've known for a very long time is on the show, but... I watched it. Yeah. Kim. Oh my God. Okay. So Kim, you, Kim is one of the metallurgists or whatever. I've known her for several years. You have to yeah. talk to Brandy about it. She is a okay. huge fan. Um, okay. So Fortune and Fire is okay. a show on, you can watch it on Netflix. You can watch it on Hulu is a discovery show. If you have a discovery login. Anyway, it is a show where that is somehow the least toxically masculine thing on television. It's a reality show where uh, mostly men, some women, the occasional woman, mm-hmm. show up to make a sword or a knife or a thing, a scabbard. They make a, they make, they forge a complete, like, it's like chop style rules. So there's like two rounds, right? And like, you have to, here's a pile of metal. You have to now fashion a sword out of it. And um, we're going to test it. And then then you get to go home in your home forge and we're going to film you making with some supplies we sent you home or sent you home with. We're going to film you making your own version of this kind of like greater masterwork. And then we're going to test it. And they do stuff like they like stab uh, uh, ammo cans full of dirt and rock. They uh, they they have ballistics dummies with like blood inside they are constantly chopping pigs with katanas it's amazing it's like and it's completely non-toxic it's just a bunch of dudes and the occasional woman that love to make swords and when they fail they're like you had a catastrophic failure they're like oh no and like it's it's like the sweetest thing because there's just no toxic masculinity involved and it should be all toxic masculinity. They shoot swords sometimes. Like one of the hosts who's left the show, Will was like a Marine snet, like a, like a super like, like extraction team guy. And Mm -hmm. he will occasionally shoot a sword to see if it will split the bullet. And it 
does sometimes. Sometimes the sword shatters. Also, he hits the sword and yeah. nobody is like, look at that man. It's just like a bunch of people just being like, you know, we're very skilled at what we do. Yeah. It's like fucking dope. It's so dope. You have to watch it. It's great. <laughs> First of all, I just want to say that no matter which way you mean it, shooting a sword is pretty badass. Whether it's shooting a bullet at a sword or firing a sword. I'm going to say, shooting, I'm, shooting, I'm going to say, a there's, a, there's, a, there's this, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. <laughs> that's okay. Say it, say it. No, no, that's okay. I was just going to repeat my same sentence again, that either way that you look at it, that phrase, it's pretty badass and I'm on board. <laughs> It's I will so say that this, uh, my friend Kim Stahl, who I've known for a very long time, not going to give away our ages, uh, she was, I just Googled it, she was the first female consist, uh, contestant on the History Channel's Forge and Fire. She appeared in Matt, season two, episode I'm one. I'm texting Brandy okay. as soon as we're done. She's going to lose her shit. Of yeah. She has shown me this episode. Okay, yeah, Kim Big Stahl. Fan. Yeah, okay, good, yeah. Big fan. Anyway, okay. all right, all that can uh, or left end kim no, stall designs kim stall designs if you want to google it everybody she's I'm a good obsessed. person and she makes she makes cool shit all right I'm obsessed. Uh, let's wrap up this episode yes so okay so we've got our hot bobby uh hot bobby amos flirting situation i mean the tension palpable they get a little email from our again remember remember, remember? that Remember this, that? Literally, literally comes right after like i haven't thought about the canterbury in a long time yeah me either boop, boop, boop. what's that boop. plant guy oh what? hey prax is back baby yeah. uh he has a new family he's doing mm -hmm. great uh he basically reveals that uh inaros's people shot a scientist for creating a plant a seed uh, yeast, a yeast, a yeast that basically can grow a, an edible protein similar to soy. Yeah, a nutritional yeast. Some yes, yeah. some shit punks would eat on bread. Like 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 basically like like a, like a, yeah, they they created something that can sustain people both on Earth and in the belts for a long period of time yeah. with basically surviving on like carbon monoxide or carbon monoxide carbon dioxide. Like yeah. it's a it's a he uses all the science words. It's very funny when they like wrote that. I was like, man, they just used every science word I've ever heard. Yeah. It was really cute. Uh, but he and then he, there's a cute, funny line where he's looking at Bobby and he understands because him and Bobby have the same sort of like shark eyes situation. Mm -hmm. And he goes, he'll get to the point just a second. And at that moment, Prax immediately goes, I know you probably didn't understand any of that. Hold on. Because he just gets so excited about science. And so you really got like you got the full range of Prax again. <laughs> yeah. Which is That's a character true. in the books that has I, that storyline is even more interesting in the books, but it was taken him two seasons to do it. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Prax, uh, Prax is back and he adds another, just another uh, chess piece onto the table. And then we get, you knew there was some foreshadowing when Holden hands the keys to the Rossi over to Peaches yes. and says, Hey, can you drive the boat? I need a nap. And then she's just like, oh, should I be doing that? I And she's like, he's like, and then they have their heart to heart. You know, some shit's going to go down at some point during this episode that she's not equipped for. And yeah. here it comes. Marco finds the Rossi on radar. Dun, dun, dun. Everybody says the icy blonde, even Philip. They're like, yo, strategically, don't chase the ship. You got shit to do. But Marco, being the psychopath that he is, can't resist. Remember when Trump 
any chance he got, even after being elected, would throw shade at Obama because Obama one time roasted him. Yeah. Yeah. That's the energy he brought. Like he was like, Mm-mm, we're going to we're going to chase the Rossi. This is an opportunity. I was like, no, it's stupid. What are you doing? And he goes to chase the Rossi. And again, like it seems sound at the time, like his, his logic behind it, the fact that they're outgunning the ship, that they're going to be able to get take care of him before they even get in the range of the railgun and all that kind of stuff. But he wasn't counting on the fact that the Rossi is the star of this show. So you're going to get fucked, dude. You're well, not going <laughs> to. And they have Bobby. They have Bobby, Bobby on the ship. And Bobby is like, she has, they finally kind of got her like gunning on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she, she can fucking, she can outgun anything. Right. So they don't know she's on the ship. They just know that like, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to get them. Yeah. And um, so they go for it. He immediately decides that Philip is going to be the gunner uh, mm-hmm. going after them you know, prove your loyalty to me, son. Right, and the right. truth is, is Philip can't outfight Bobby. It's not yeah. that he wasn't trying. He legitimately tries to kill his mom a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Unknowingly. He thought he thinks he's already killed his mom. He doesn't know, you know. Right, right. He's just, he's like really, fuck, he's a really fucking hero. And so, oh wait, don't they know that she's off the ship? No, because it does the ship that they set up as the booby trap that Bobby went and got her off of does they 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 I think they scuttle it. I think they explode it to make it seem like the plan worked, if I recall correctly. I don't think I because, again, Kamina doesn't know Naomi's alive. Ah, I don't think Philip or Marco know that Naomi's alive. I think they think she just threw herself out of the uh, they they think they I think they just know that she just left her on that time bomb space station. Right. Well, what if, but then why reveal Philip on the feed? I think so it was an accident. I think it was accidental. I don't think it was a purposeful, purposeful thing. Oh, I thought it was really purposeful because he was like, he was like mm-hmm. this. And yeah. there's Philip. So you get, so basically they're in this firefight. And uh, the, the, I think the shout out to the animators and the sound design, they flip on a dime because they lose uh they lose part of their guns like part mm-hmm. of their their guns and uh and you get a real fun amos and peaches moment where she's like you're gonna go fix that now and he's like yeah. that's the job peaches and she's like okay and so they're figuring out she's figuring out that like this is we're getting classic amos fixing yeah. shit in the middle of a firefight i'm i'm obsessed i'm like yes we're this is the expanse ladies and gentlemen and so he's he's off doing his thing they're having a great ass firefight and Holden decides he's going to use the railgun, even though he's out of range. And in order to do it, he has to literally turn the ship on a dime, flip the ship entirely over and point the railgun where it needs to go because it's not like a guided missile. Right. And so they, that animation, I was like, mm, bitch, that was so good. Mm, yeah. Brilliant. This is what I, this is the space battles I want. Right. Yeah. Then Bobby lumbers up to the deck and she's like, just fucking hook me in and let me gun. And he's like, okay. And so she, uh, she misses, she immediately, I think she misses once, but he realizes she's missing strategically. Like she's doing right. stuff to move them. Right. Then she gets their ship and uh, Holden got one with a, what do they call them? PBC. Well, yeah. So Holden takes out basically the other two ships. There were three mm-hmm. ships essentially. And he damages them enough that they turn tail and run. Yeah. They don't and, stay in the fight with Marco. They just take off. And right. so, so yeah. So 
<laughs> not complete sip. I know your I know your simp line is getting ready to come. Uh, but oh, you know he did furious. Did do, do a little something. So furious. So Bobby gets them cornered, dead to rights. They're just like. They're just floating around. They have no yep. power. All right. She's blowing the power on the ship, but it's, it's going to go back on. They're going to get their ancillary systems pretty darn soon. And so she's like, we got to hit them with the torpedo. We got to do it now. And, uh, and, and without even consulting. So this is when Marco reveals like, are you really going to do this Holden? And then just like slides out of frame, yeah. shows him Philip. Naomi's crying already. Bobby's yeah. like, fuck it boop and i'm like yeah. yes bitch yes 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 and then he disarms the torpedo you fucking bitch you fucking bitch and oh you piece of shit i was so i was so pissed i was so fucking pissed and i know and see he was like yeah, I did the right thing because he was like i want to catch him but also i was like oh yeah he wants to board the ship and get philip for yeah. the girl, right? He would be like stepped out of the year uh, <clears throat> if he got Philip. Oh, could yeah. you just imagine them just like hanging out together, like, and him being like, "Come on, Philip, let's be, let's do stepdad stuff." And he's like, "I don't want to go fishing with you. I want to bang ladies. Like, like I want to take my toxic masculinity, and bang ladies." And he's like, "But I want to show you toxic codependency. <laughs> Come on!" And so, yeah, so they are just they're a mess. I was so furious and I get that he did the right thing, but also I was furious because in, yeah. in the military sense, if I were, listen, if I, if it were my mother, okay. My mm -hmm. parents were crazy. Okay. If I had pulled some shit like that, my mom would have been like, mm, shoot her down, <laughs> shoot her down. Okay. Mm -mm. Like, <laughs> no, you know, you shot a torpedo at me. Oh. <laughs> oh no no you're dead baby my my mom would have my mom would have murked me immediately <laughs> and i i i wonder what naomi's going to say cuz i'm sure she's going to be like oh thank you for that but then like also strategically that was a bad uh -huh. decision it yeah. could have ended a war they could have ended a war and then uh, there is something to be said like you said about not making marco into a martyr but also, Marco's already been like damaging his own cred as it as it is, you know, like he's got Golden Bow turning against him. You've got like he just fucked over all these people on series like he's already doing a lot of damage to his own following. Um, but yeah, I, I I I I get it. I'm like, yes, there's part of me which is like you want to see him. But also like, well, there's th three more episodes like we can't. Kill yeah, Marco they right can't now. just off him yet. Yeah, um, yeah. It would have been but... amazing and unexpected had it they done it. I would have been like, actually, where are we going to go from here now? I what? know, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I I am interested, like you said, what Naomi's going to say. I feel like there's a pretty good chance where she's going to tell him that was the wrong decision. And then we get back to- For Holden, it's a damned if you do, a damned if you don't. Yeah. Because if you, yeah. if, be, well, actually for Bobby, because like Bobby, she would have been mad at both of them. She would have like never looked at Bobby ever again. Like fucking right. mad at you. But like, uh, I- think if he had not disarmed the torpedo should have been like why didn't you disarm the torpedo and then like <laughs> yeah. if if she if he does then she's like why didn't you end the war yeah. and it's like oh fucking man this this yeah. is a this is a tough situation i do have empathy for him for that but also in terms of like the greater good of the story mm -hmm. shinji getting the fucking robot you know what i mean like that is some evangelian energy he's bringing to the city you, you he's a real shinji ass bitch <laughs> get in the fucking robot 
<laughs> what did you come here for? Yeah. <laughs> you were going to hunt down an Aros. Guess yeah. what? Oh, man. When when Amos finds out. <gasps> oh, Amos. Because that's his. He's like, no, we're going to go kill an Aros. Like, we can't go back until we kill an Aros. And then, you know. So, like, I'm. I was. Oof, yeah. It's. It was a move. It was a move. Uh, but we did get a great firefight and we did get the emotional soul of the show back. Um, so I guess it's like good that you didn't kill him because everybody's yeah. like back to being themselves a little bit more. Yeah. They're a little yeah. more human, but like everyone ugh. has slid into like their roles a little bit, like their traditional roles a little bit more again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So felt yeah. more like home. Yeah. So yeah. which it kind of feels like with this episode, particularly where they're taking us all back to have like this sort of bookend, I guess, you know, to yeah. kind of get us back to where. Uh, I, I, what do you think for the next episode? What do you think? First of all, one final scene when it jumps back and we see uh, Marco run, which I thought was interesting uh, that he didn't uh, continue to fight, that he turned tail and run after they rebooted. Um, Without the other two ships, it's a one on one matchup and he yeah. wants to eradicate. Right. Uh, he wants to. Oh, actually, firefight happens. And then we get what was one of my favorite scenes. It's Philip. Being like, no, dad, you're wrong. Right. I didn't yeah. fail you. You failed us. Yeah. It was amazing. Him yeah. being like, no, you were not supposed to run after the Rossi this time. And I was doing my job. I got outgunned. You're dumb. <laughs> and he's like, you're relieved of duty. And I was just like, Philip, Philip. <laughs> like, I was so excited. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let him have it. Let him have it. Because he was wrong. He was wrong. He fucked up. Yeah. It was on yeah. him. Don't blame everybody else. Be a man. Yeah. But of course, he's not going to take, uh, he's not going to take, you know, accountability for that. But what we do see then is we see him storm off to his room. <laughs> see Marco. And we see him uh, drop his, you notice that like he and Philip are the only two that walk around with their fucking harnesses on all the time. Like it's like his like weird little like it's like it's got all the pockets. Like it's just like his version of the bat belt or whatever. I don't. Yeah, like, it's, it's the just, space version of your guns. Like he his like his like six shooters on his hips, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. But it's just like well, he drops that off, so we know he's really like he's has had a hard day. I had to drop yeah. his little fa- his fashion belt that he wears. He took his, he took his bra off. He took his bra off. He he walked into the door. I know you've seen your wife do this. He walked into the door. He kicked off his shoes and he took his bra off immediately. When you see that, you drop everything. You start rubbing feet. You start ordering pizzas. She's done for the day. Okay. Good to know. A little bit of relationship advice on this episode as well. Hey, you get everything at Bye Bye Belta. There you go. So that was episode three of season six of the uh, the Expanse. What's the show called that we're talking about? We're talking uh, about the Expanse, baby. It's yeah. I was I really lived for this episode. This felt like an episode where if I were watching it all in one shot, I'd be like, oh, I wanted to go to bed, but I, apparently I can't now. Oh, right, uh, right. I would have yeah. just immediately jammed to the next episode with like with a quickness just like no i don't even want to watch the credits like yeah. Yeah. um i i was obsessed uh i want to give a shout out to carlos delgado uh sci-fi writer friend from new york hello uh and uh we've been talking a lot about this and uh and the wheel of time and a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. we had a nice conversation about bye bye belter so please keep listening guys this is uh this has been very fun uh i might do uh, some audio editing on the last episode so i can it doesn't sound like hot garbage um uh this one is obviously quieter 
perfect. For it's your perfect. for your listening it's pleasure. I do, do want to. Th- oh, uh, who that, do you think was that, our that, soft boy this episode? You know my answer. Uh, I, I think you're going to go with James Holden as your Obviously, soft boy answer. Um, Why would you do that? Yeah, I, often God. he's a shitty. Kid. He's going to be the worst step kid, Holden. The worst step kid. And you know he ain't going to make it out of the season alive. You know it. Yeah. What are you doing? Anyway. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, who is my soft boy of the episode? Uh, that adorable little kitty that the homeless guy had. He was so soft. He was a little soft kitty. He was a soft boy. Space kitty is the sweetest kitty. You know, cats crush it in space. They do. Kill it. it. We're going all the way back to Alien with the cat. I mean, come on. There's yeah. a long, long lot of references. Of space yeah. A lot of references. I, I did want to ask you this. So if this episode was jam-packed full of uh, member berries, what do you think they'll be reminiscing about on next episode? What are they going to just bring back into the fold for no Guys, reason other just conversationally? Just, don't you just miss the days when like the proto-molecule boiling us all from the inside was our <laughs> only problem? God, I really miss that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a got a metal shaving my finger. You know that reminds me of that time we were on that planet with the flying metal birds. Boy, that was that was a a real hoot, huh? <laughs> hey, look at that fedora. Remember that one guy Miller who used to speak into my head? <laughs> I think Miller speaks into all of our heads, even to this day. Thomas Jane, that was an amazing performance, and you yeah. uh, you were not celebrated enough for that. Again, shout out to Ty and that guy. That's one of the very first episodes they have him on and it's great. You should listen to it. I'll send it to you. It's really good. All right. Uh, okay. If anybody from the Expanse universe is listening to this, please let us know. Yeah, and tweet at us. us. And which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, Just tweet at us, but it would be could, very funny if you employed us. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to put us on like an, every episode, like after the episode airs, then there's an episode of us doing a recap. We're way less problematic than another comedian who has done that sort of thing before. Wait, what? Huh? Wait. Oh, just. It was a great show. It was a great episode. I can't wait till the next episode. I kind of don't know what's going to happen. I think we're going to find that the, what are your predictions for the next episode? I, I, I like to not predict. I like to go in blind. You have the, you have the advantage of having read the books, which you of course know that I cannot read. So you have this advantage over me. Me like TV. Me like TV. Me, me TV boy. Me like TV. So I kind of like going into it blind a little bit. I think we're going to continue to see, uh, Marco's uh, world sort of unraveling from the inside. He's going to have more people defecting away from him, particularly, sure. um, you know, Philip. The rift is going to go greater there. Maybe icy blonde lady is going to come over to Philip's side. She's going to like get whispering in his ear and be like, you know, you should be the king. I don't know. Something like that uh, mm-hmm. could happen. I don't know. Um, again, uh, zombie boy pet cemetery is going to come back as Miller. That is my 100% absolutely going to happen uh, prediction. Um, <laughs> why is this child an alcoholic? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Son, are you sweating whiskey at 10 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's my number one prediction, but I think also we're gonna see, uh, we're gonna see like obviously, I think it's gonna be a, a more emotional. If this was like a more harmonious episode, we're going to see the rift then because of uh, James's decision to disarm the 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 uh, yeah yeah yeah. What about you? What do you think? What are your predictions of think it's going to happen? I I I actually think 
James is going to keep that a secret for a couple episodes, Ooh, okay. uh, which is going to give it a real will they, won't they. Uh, we're going to either see uh, <laughs> a, a Bobby Amos ship or we're going to see a Amos Peaches ship mm-hmm. uh, because some boundaries are going to have to get set somewhere. Yeah. Um, and uh, God, I want Bobby because, you know, Bobby is the going to be the one who fucks Amos. You know what I mean? Like I want I it would be really great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, as far as Inaros goes, um, hmm, fascinating. I think he's going to continue to be uh, a bad guy that should have been shot early on. Um, yeah. He's going to be a continue to be a motherfucker. I think he might find a way to jettison philip mm, uh in some yeah. way yeah um i i because he is such a great actor i think they might try to keep him on because he's yeah. pretty great uh yeah yeah he's pretty good and then um i think yeah you are gonna get some i think you're gonna get some holden and naomi trying to keep it secret um and i think where's you're gonna have a lot of focus next episode is hopefully kamina yes and yeah. uh the unn uh mars situation on Sirius. i think we're gonna get a lot of fallout uh from that episode uh or what's happening there um mm-hmm. and we'll find out more about what's happening with monica stewart um, i know yeah so uh, yes uh, hopefully we will see kamina do her first pirate strike on one of the <sighs> the secret holds that would be great because i i don't think they can wait much longer into this six episode se- season to do that i think we've mm-hmm. got to see that happen um whether or not it goes well or doesn't go well we got to see it c- to kind of move things along i think it would be amazing uh, and i think you're right james is going to keep it secret for a while what if like literally the lat like we wrap up everything yeah. Six, the sixth episode mm-hmm. they've captured marco and everything is good and then james goes you know it's crazy i actually we could have ended this a while ago but i disarmed the torpedo and then amos mm-hmm. was just like what and then great to credits like that's how the entire <laughs> season ends just like <laughs> just so like oh yeah it's crazy guys did i not tell you oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey my man uh yeah it's it's definitely gonna come up again if it doesn't come up in this season it will come up in the movie or it'll come up you'll yeah. we're gonna see it again um I, I i yeah i'm stoked i'm stoked matt where can people find you uh they can find me on the internet at matt alano martin my name is very unique just google it m-a-t only one t in my first name uh and then alano martin a-l-a-n-o hyphen m-a-r-t-i-n i'm on twitter and all the places uh i've got a lot of shows coming up in january <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> You know. As we live through our own proto-molecule. Yes, exactly. The Omicron, Omicron yeah. Percy I8 showing up to flex yeah. on us. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you can find me on all those kind of places. And my band, Beltalota, uh, our second album is going to drop uh, January 7th on Bandcamp. Uh, pre-sales will go live on Christmas Day. And I, I, I don't mean to brag, but it's pretty great. This is pretty. This is a pretty hot, rocking little group of ones and zeros that we put out here. So yeah. So if you like punk rock or post punk uh, rock and roll that has nothing to do with the Expanse, people always like, oh, is it an Expanse? Like, nope. There's no songs at all about the Expanse. We're just we're united in the struggle of the working class people, and so that's why we picked the name, and also because we wanted to pay tribute to the greatest sci-fi property of all time. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. 
obsessed. Where can they find you, Anna V? You can find me at Anna V is fun on Twitter and Instagram. That's Anna with two N's. And you can find me uh, at AnnaValenzuela.com. You can find me on TikTok at Anna V is fun. Uh, please listen to my other podcast, 12 Questions. You can find that at Tolkien Pod and all the things. Uh, Matt will be a, uh, will be a, uh, you can actually hear this like the seeds of this podcast be born on 12 questions because you're definitely going to be an episode that drops in the next couple of weeks so we're very excited and uh yeah i think we're done i think we can say it i think we can say it bye-bye well first of all i just want to add one thing you can also catch anna in the background carrying that bucket of turnips bye-bye yeah (laughs) bye-bye turnips turnips it was so funny (laughs) 